Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. We have Brother Joe out there also with us as well. <clears throat> we apologize for the late start. Uh, however, we are here. We apologize for the late start. However, we are here, brothers and sisters. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and get ready to start our Facebook live feed also as well. And we're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson, brothers and sisters. Brother Joe, how you feeling this weekend or this Tuesday? I'm, I'm well, brother. I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, brother. I'm doing okay, man. Uh you know, ready to uh, get straight into this lesson that we're dealing with tonight. I think a lot of people need to hear it. We're going live on Facebook Live in 3, 2, 1. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice, and we're dealing with today, brothers and sisters, how the battle is not yours. You know, we experience a lot of things on our job. We experience a lot of things in our home. Uh, our home life, our family, our children, and um, we we just experience it all, brothers and sisters, and sometimes we don't know where to go, how to go, or what to do, Um, but I'm here to tell you tonight that the battle is not yours, brothers and sisters. It doesn't mean don't defend yourself. It doesn't mean that at all, but it does mean that you don't have to go out of your way to, to to Straighten up your name. Someone is defaming your character. Straighten up your Let your actions um, speak louder than your words, brothers and sisters. Uh, so we're going to get into this. We're going to show examples in the Bible of how God fought the battles for many of his servants in the Bible. And this is something that we all struggle with each and every day. I struggle with also as well, uh, brothers and sisters. And, again, we all struggle with So we are learning together. Uh, we are in a spiritual growth together, and um, we're going through what's called growing pains, growing pains, brothers and sisters. So, again, we are live here on uh, on Facebook Live. So if you are out there, blessing to you, Brother Joe Johnson. Blessing to you, bro, Brother Joe Johnson. We're going to go ahead and start with the prayer and get right into our lesson, brothers and sisters. We're going to start with the prayer and get right into our lesson. Uh, Father God, we thank you for allowing us to live to see another day. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to come before you with this beautiful message for our beautiful family, um, for our beautiful people. Um, we ask that this 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 be heard, um, Father God. This this lesson today be heard um, through open ears and open minds and open eyes, Father God. And I ask that you guide my tongue, my spirit, and my mouth, so that I can decrease myself and increase you, Father God. Uh, and I ask these things to your son, Jesus' name, in which I pray. Amen. Amen. So share this video, brothers and sisters, if you're out there. We're asking you to share this video now. 
Um, before we get started, we ask you to share the video now. Uh, Brother Joe, um, we're going to go ahead and get started, brother. Um, in one moment, I just want to take a time to um, send one text out and let people know that we're live on the air. No problem, brother. For those who just tuned into Facebook Live, we're live on the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. And today's subject is the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. We're going to go all through the scripture, brothers and sisters, Old and New Testament, to find out what that actually means, the battle is not yours. We're going to go through all, all through this book to find out the answer to that question. But at the end of this lesson, brothers and sisters, we want your faith to be increased tenfold than what it is now. And as the book says, uh, if you only have faith the size of a mustard seed, that is enough and that is sufficient for God to have faith the size of a mustard seed, brothers and sisters. So um, I'm excited about tonight's lesson because, again, it is just as much for me as it is anyone else who may be um, listening to tonight's show. It is just as much for me, brothers and sisters. So, Brother Joe, we're going to go ahead and get ready to get started I'm going to just go ahead and send a, uh, one more text out to the people. And then we're going to go ahead and start our show. No problem, brother. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> I have a new phone, Brother Joe, so uh, um, things are, are a little bit, I have to start from the scratch with the phone. Um, sending messages out and everything. Um, the messages used to be pre-saved. Yeah. Six pounds. In one. Okay. I, I, the, the first message is going out. I think we're just about ready, Brother Joe. So, um, Brother Joe, let's go ahead and get ready. Um, where where you want to start at, Brother Joe? We're going to start in uh, 1 John 4 4. Turn your Bibles, brothers and sisters, to um, to First John four and four. First uh, John four and four, and that's what we're going to start at, brothers and sisters. First John four and four. That's what we're going to start tonight's show. Okay, Brother Joe, go ahead. First John 4 and 4. All right. First, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is that he that is in you than he that is in the world. So first of all, brothers and sisters, we in this particular scripture right here, we're dealing with a spiritual mindset and we're dealing with the spiritual in this particular scripture right here. We're dealing with a spiritual mindset, and we're dealing with a spiritual war. But what is it about you versus what it is about God that makes him greater than you, brothers and sisters? Um, it's because our flesh is what makes us weak. Each and every time, our flesh is what makes us weak. So when we can allow our spirit to control our flesh versus our flesh to control our spirit, brothers and sisters, then and only then can we begin to say, like the scripture says, 
Greater is he that is in, in me than he that is in the world, brothers and sisters. We got to let him in. And, yeah, he can come in on his own, uh, but he would rather for you to make the choice for him to come in, brothers and sisters. He wants you to make the decision. He wants you to make the choice. He don't want to force you to make the choice. That's why God gave man free will. Read that scripture one more time, um, Brother Joe. Ye are of, are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is in is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay, so it talks about overcoming. But the only way that it says that you can overcome, brothers and sisters, is to reflect the God that is in you. Reflect the God that is in you. You can't overcome without it. No matter how you cut it, no matter how you slice it, brothers and sisters, you can't do this thing on your own. And we try to do it on our own. But we just can't do it on our own. We're not strong enough to do this thing on our own. So you got to put God inside of you. We got to put God inside of us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I want to hop on that just for one moment, Brother Joe, because we got to stress that, brother. We got to definitely stress that. Let's go ahead and welcome our YouTube listeners. Um, For those who are out there, we want to welcome our YouTube listeners to the show. And we want to say thank you and welcome to tonight's show. You're live on the Bible Show Truth Hour here on the POET Network. We're talking about the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. We've heard that scripture several times, but do we know what it actually means? Do we know what that scripture actually means, brothers and sisters? That's why we're trying to define it, or not trying, we are defining it on tonight's show. And we just went to our first scripture in the book of John. Read that one more time before we um, proceed, Brother Joe. The book of John, one more time before we proceed. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is in is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay, now what is the them that he's talking about, brothers and sisters? Your adversaries, your haters. And we all got haters, brothers and sisters. We all got those who plot and plan against us with malice in their heart. But just as well as God knows our heart, he knows their heart also as well, brothers and sisters. So, you know, God don't want you to get on the level of your enemies because then you have to be like them. You have to start mudslinging like them. You have to get down in the dirt as they do. But he says, I don't want you to do that because, see, once you do that, you're going to be like them, and I don't want you to be like them. I want you to be a reflection of me. We're talking about the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord, brothers and sisters. Again, it doesn't mean don't defend yourself. It doesn't mean that. If someone comes against you physically, then God gives you the right to defend yourself. There were many wars that were fought um, that God stood behind his chosen people, Israel, in order to fight that particular war. But when it comes to this spiritual war, this spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters, that's God's domain. That's not our domain. That's God's domain. So that scripture came from uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 
Now, we want you to turn your Bibles to the book of James, the fourth chapter. Turn your Bibles to the book of James, the first chapter. And again, those who just tuned in, we're talking about how the battle is not yours. God will fight for you on your behalf. We can protect ourselves physically, but when it comes to spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters, God is the best offense that you can have. And the best defense is a good offense, brothers and sisters. We love to post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and clap back at people that have done us wrong. And although because we don't mention their name, we think that it justifies um, 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 using those vehicles as an outlet for our frustration. But let me tell you what it does by putting those things out there on Facebook, those things out there on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. What it does it causes a domino effect for you to get the hater fan club to jump on board and, and pump you all up, put all kind of cables on your back and say, man, you told the truth. You said this and you said that. But then you're going to have that one friend, that one brother, that one sister that's going to tell you, man, take that down from Facebook. Sister, take that down from Facebook. Because all you're doing at this point is adding fuel to the negative fire, fuel to the negative spirit. Now, again, brothers and sisters, physically, when someone comes against you and you've got to protect yourself, you can protect yourself. But the best way to counter negativity is not to draw into it. It's to do the exact opposite by putting positivity out there, by putting positivity out there. So, again, when it comes to putting up Facebook stats, Instagram stats, Twitter stats, just because you don't use somebody's name in that stat does not justify it, brothers and sisters, because it's locking into a spirit that we are actually trying to kill, and we can't even kill the spirit if you are tapping into it. What you're actually doing is making that spirit grow and continue to grow, because as soon as you put that out there, Somebody's going to feed off of it. That's why it's called the news feed, because people are feeding off of what you put out there. Now, see how many likes you get when you put something positive out there in social media versus something that's negative or borderline negative, brothers and sisters. Now, as I stated before, let's go ahead and go to the book of James. Our subject tonight is the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. Trust God enough to know that he will fight your wars and fight your battles. No matter how bad somebody hurts you, no matter how much wrong someone has done to you, let the grudge go, brothers and sisters. Let it go because all it's doing is eating you up all in the inside. It's making you not be able to sleep. It's making you stressed out. It's making you put weight on your friends and your family because when you begin to talk to them about things that you've gone through, it's cool. We can handle that, brothers and sisters. But when you continue to pour those things on your family and on your friends, then your weight gets compiled on top of their weight, brothers and sisters. You ever talk to somebody on the phone or in person? And after you talk to them, it felt like you've been working out in the gym for two hours straight, lifting weights. Now, again, brothers and sisters, they may not know this, that the battle is not theirs, that it's the Lord's. 
But we, as their brother, as their sister, as their friends, as their family, we have to continue to encourage them. That's a spirit that you're dealing with. Although it's a flesh and blood person that you can see with your own two eyes, that's a spirit that you're dealing with, brothers and sisters. And the only way to deal with spirit is with spirit. And God says, my words are spirit and they are true. Let's go to um, the book of James, the fourth chapter, Brother Joe, the fourth chapter. And let's start this out at verse 5. Verse 5 through 7. Go ahead, my brother. Do ye think that the scripture saint in, the, in vain, the spirit that dwelleth, dwelleth in lustness to envy? So it says, do you think that the scripture, what it says in the scripture is vain, brothers and sisters, and the spirit that lives within inside of us is lust and envy? Brothers and sisters, it's a lot of things inside of this flesh and blood body. No matter how much you go to church, no matter how much you read this Bible, brothers and sisters, it's a constant struggle. You've got to train yourself to deny the urge to let your flesh lead your spirit. You've got to deny it each and every day. I know I have to do it. And as long as you are... Flesh and blood human being, brothers and sisters, you got the same struggle. There's an old African proverb that says, I am a human being. No human being is alien to me. That means that anything that a human being has ever done, if you are a human being, you are also capable of doing the same thing from suicide to homicide to serial killers. There was a young man last week who snapped because of a relationship that he had with a young lady. And he walked up to an old elderly man and he said, do you know this person? I don't even want to call her name. He said, do you know this person? He said, because this, she is the reason why this is about to happen to you. And he shot and killed the old man and then he uploaded it to Facebook, brothers and sisters. It's a spirit he allowed his emotional ego, his emotional flesh, to lead his spirit, which led to what? It led to murder. And he's no different from what we are capable of being, but the only thing that prevents us from doing those type of heinous acts, brothers and sisters, is the spirit of God that dwells inside of us. It acts as a governor that prevents us from going to that next level of lust and e evil and, and envy and, and, and those heinous type of crimes, brothers and sisters. The battle is not yours. Let's go ahead and continue at verse 6, James 4 and 6. But he given more grace, wherefore he hath said, if God resisteth the power, but giveth grace unto the humble. So it says that God is the giver of grace. Now, a lot of people want to say that grace didn't come into existence until Jesus came through Mary. Well, brothers and sisters, the first time we read about grace is in the book of Genesis. It said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, brothers and sisters. 
So grace didn't just come into existence. Grace was actually given to man when man sinned because God could have killed him and started all over. But he gave us and he gave man a grace period of time to get ourselves back together. And then it goes to say God resists the proud but gives grace unto the humble. So see that pride, that ego, all those things pumps us up, brothers and sisters, and make us feel like we're better than the next person. Maybe your job allows you to make more money. Maybe your car looks better than somebody else's car. Maybe there's an attribute you have where your hair is straight instead of kinky, and we've gone so far, and we've de- degenerated so far, well, we got the nerve to give hair characteristics. Oh, you got good hair. Come on, brothers and sisters. When did hair become good or bad as far as attributes are concerned? Their car may be a 89, your may, yours may be a 2017, but as long as they get to A and B just like you get to A and B, the car serves its purpose, brothers and sisters. So it says God gives grace to the humble, and he resists the proud. Last verse, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you see the connection here, brothers and sisters? How is it that the devil comes into play after we talk about pride, after we talk about envy in the previous verse? After we talk about lust, so there must be a connection between the devil and lust. There must be a connection between envy and the devil. There must be a connection between pride and the devil. And pride and envy and lust is attached directly to your flesh, brothers and sisters. The things we can taste, the things that we can see the things that we can touch, the things that we can hear. All those things are tied directly to that. Let's go ahead and keep on moving. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 10. Second Chronicles, chapter 10. If you just tuned in, brothers and sisters, the subject for today is the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours, brothers and sisters. Second Chronicles, chapter let me see. Ten and three. Ten and three. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter ten. And see, brothers and sisters, we give scriptures on this particular show. Because we want to show you where to find what you're looking for when you're looking for it. Versus just giving you um some type of motivational or inspirational message. And I love Brother Joel Osteen. But when you leave Joel Osteen, you're not educated anymore on the word of God than you were before you began to listen to him. Here we're giving you scripture upon scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We want you to take notes because you may have to refer back to this lesson today. So therefore, we're giving you these scriptures. It's not no secret. We have them written down, brothers and sisters. We do the research for you. So all you got to do is copy down these scriptures. And when you get weak, when there's some things that have come against you on your job, in your marriage, your relationship with your child, 
You can refer back to these things. Second Chronicles 10, let's do 3 through 5, Brother Joe. Second Chronicles chapter 10, 3 through 5, let's go. And they sent and called him, so-called Jer- Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. All Israel come and speak unto Rabbim, saying, they, Thy father made our yoke purpose. Now, therefore, ease thou somewhat the grievous grievous servitude of thy father and his heavy yoke that he put upon us, and we will serve thee. Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days. And the people departed. I don't think that this is the actual um, scripture that I was looking for, Brother Joe. So um, let me go to um, 2 Corinthians. I may have taken that down. Let me just make sure. It may be in 2 Corinthians that I may have wrote down Chronicles uh, by mistake. It's Corinthians. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not 2 Chronicles. It's 2 Corinthians, brothers and sisters. Pardon me for that. Let's go ahead and go to 2 Corinthians, Brother Joe, chapter 10, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, 3 through 5. The battle is not yours, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, Brother Joe. For for through we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Mm -hmm. For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Mm -hmm. casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to be obedience of Christ. So, brothers and sisters, the thought has to come into obedience with Christ. See, When our thoughts get so far away, moved from Christ, in other words, brothers and sisters, we say things. And the things that we say are a reflection of our thoughts. The things that we do are a reflection of our thoughts. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse 3, that although we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh because the war is a spiritual war, brothers and sisters. It's a spiritual war that we fight Every single day of our lives. We're tested every single day of our lives to react, to respond, brothers and sisters. But are we thinking before we act? And are we thinking before we respond? Are we thinking before we type that status on social media? Are we thinking before we send that text message? how the other person may feel. And I know some of you always say, well, it don't matter to me. They hurt me. It don't matter to me how they feel. Then you know what? You become just like them. Because to them, it probably didn't matter how you felt. So you just have allowed yourself to become a carbon copy of the person that hurt you. Because you have reacted out of that flesh, reacted out of how you feel versus the spirit of God, which says 
that vengeance is mine. You ever dealt with a person who was grimy, and it seemed like five years later you, you, you're not dealing with them anymore, but they still going through the same thing that they was going through, struggling, moving from place to place, going from job to job. God is allowing them to go through those things, brothers and sisters, because he's repaying them. He is repaying them for things that they have done to you and other people until they get to the point where they talk to him and they say, you know what, Lord, forgive me for the things that I have done to the people that I have done them to. When they begin to humble themselves, as we spoke about in the scripture before, because God gives grace to the humble. So when you become humble enough to ask him for forgiveness, you got to be humble to say, I'm wrong and I'm sorry. That's a certain type of humbleness, level of humbleness to put your pride down enough to admit that you're wrong. So brothers and sisters here, it says that your mind, your thought, every thought has to come into the obedience of Christ. Let's go ahead and take this thing a little bit further. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. We're talking about, brothers and sisters, the battle is not yours. Don't worry about retaliation. Don't worry about the tick for tat. Don't worry about trying to hurt somebody because they didn't hurt you. There's no good that's going to come out of it for you. Because you know that you are not built that way. You know that you are not made up that way. So even when you retaliate, and it may be justifiable, but people are going to look at you like you're the one that's doing wrong, brothers and sisters, because they know that you know better than that. They know that you know, brothers and sisters, that you are not like that or on that level. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 8 and 9. Here we go, brothers and sisters. Listen to it. These are some examples of how you have to be in order to let God fight your battles for you. Let's go ahead. First Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, brothers and sisters, how do you think that the devil is coming? How do you think he's walking to you, brothers and sisters, in the form of your coworkers, in the form of your so-called friends, in the form of your family, sometimes in the form of your children, brothers and sisters? And I'm explaining to you why I say sometimes in the form of your children is because when we have allowed our children to be overcome, with social media. Social media is a spirit, brothers and sisters. Satan is the prince of the air. That includes the air waves, brothers and sisters. So the video games that they play today are violent. The cable shows and the movies that have come out are violent. Social media shows so many violent and negative things, brothers and sisters, that it becomes the norm, the music that they're listening to, brothers and sisters. 
a lot of it is negative today. So imagine the spirit of the music going in their mind, the spirit of the movie going in their mind, the spirit of cable TV going in their mind, the spirit of social media going in their mind. Now their mind has been totally taken over by the spirit of Satan. That's how he comes as a roaring lion today. That's how he's walking about today, seeking whom he may devour, brothers and sisters. But we got one thing up on Satan, who controls the social media, who controls the radio, who controls the uh, uh, movie industry, who controls the television. We got one thing up on him, brothers and sisters. And you know what that is? The one thing that we got up on Satan is his is God's word. And this is more powerful than cable TV. This is more powerful than Internet. This is more powerful than any movie that the movie companies could bring up. This is more powerful than Clear Channel, who owns the radio stations, brothers and sisters. This is why you got to get some of this up in you, because of everything outside of you is putting pressure and pushing down on you, you got to have something more powerful inside of you that can push it right back out. Continue, Brother Joe, at verse 9. First Peter 5 and 9. Who resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world? You got brothers and sisters that are in the world, brothers and sisters. And the more you get into this Bible, the more you come out from this world or the mindset of the or of this world, brothers and sisters. And then people start to looking at you like, well, what's wrong with you? You think you're too good for us now? Because I'm trying to do right? Because I'm trying to live right? Because I'm moving in the direction of God? <laughs> the closest people to you, brothers and sisters, will begin to turn away from you the closer you move towards God, if they not right. Verse 10, Brother Joe. But the God of all grace. The God of who? The God of who, um, Brother Joe? The God of all what? All grace. The God of all grace, brothers and sisters. All of it. Not a little bit of it. The God of all grace. It's, it's, it's up to him to issue it out to whom he pleased. The God of all grace. Go ahead, Brother Joe. Uh, Brother um, Joe. God of all grace, who have called us unto His eternal glory by Jesus Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So, brothers and sisters, God has called us unto His eternal glory. Through his son Jesus Christ. He suffered, but he did that to make us perfect and to establish his word in us, brothers and sisters, and to strengthen us and to settle us down. We get too excited. But that's our emotions jumping on us, causing us to be that way. When you see the people who are wrapped up in God and really know them, they be smooth. They have a calm spirit. 
things don't rattle them too much, they don't get too high, they don't get too low, they be kind of smooth and laid back because they already know the solution to the problem. They already know the answer to the question, and they already know the outcome because God's word, brothers and sisters, is tomorrow's news today. Let's go ahead and keep it going. Let's go ahead and go to the book of Isaiah, the 54th chapter, Isaiah 54. For those who just tuned in, please share this video. Our subject matter is the battle is not yours. Let's go back to the Old Testament, and let's find out about people who come against us, brothers and sisters, all kinds of ways. They may use a social media page against you. They may be up at the job gossiping against you, brothers and sisters. And it appears for a moment that they winning. But just hold on. Because God don't work on your time. He works on his time. He's working behind the scenes. God is working behind the scenes, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 54. Let's do 54. And we're going to start this off, Brother Joe. Uh sure. Isaiah 54, I want to start it off a little bit earlier uh, than that. Let's go to 14, uh, 14 through 17. Isaiah 54, 14 through 17. Let's do it. In righteousness shall thee be established. Thou shalt be far form obsession, or thou shalt not fear and form terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, I shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whoever, whoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Mm. Behold, I have created a smith that boweth the coals in the fire, and that brightens forth an instrument for his work, and I have created waste to destroy. No weapons that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is for me, the Lord. So brothers and sisters, no matter what people try to do to you, it doesn't matter what they try to do because they won't be successful at it. Again, you know, uh, it's going to start off looking like they're going to be successful against you. But the Lord says no weapon formed against you shall prosper, brothers and sisters. So no matter what people try to come with. See, the thing that's difficult for us and what's bad for us is we don't have enough faith. We just don't. We get so worried and we get so stressed out and we get to start to complaining. I used to have this. I don't have this. Well, what about what you do have, brothers and sisters? Don't you know how blessed we really are? That there's someone that didn't wake up today that there's someone that can't get out of bed and walk on their own two feet, that there's someone that can't breathe on their own and they need an oxygen tank. 
I work at a hospital. I see it every day, brothers and sisters. So, again, when we have faith in the Lord that he's going to work it out for us, then you'll see the complaining starts to go. Then you start seeing the complaining about what we don't have or what we used to have or anything like that. You, you'll start seeing those things go. And then you'll start seeing the conversation change to, you know what, I'm just, I, I'm just glad that I'm blessed. I'm just glad that God is working it out for me and making it able, making it able for me to, to be able to have a roof over my head, food on my table, clothes on my back. You'll start talking about those things, brothers and sisters, and those other things wouldn't, will start not to matter as much because the Lord is going to take care of all of those things. We can't take money with us when we go. The pharaohs tried to take gold with them when they were buried, and guess what? Somebody came and robbed the grave sites that they were buried in because you can't take wealth with you when you go. The only thing that you're going to take with you is what you came into this world with, and that's your flesh and blood body, brothers and sisters. I don't care what kind of clothes they bury you in. Pretty soon, brothers and sisters, those, those clothes are going to deteriorate. And it ain't going to be nothing but, but, but bones. Even the flesh and blood going to be gone. So it is better for us to show God our appreciation even during what we're going through. Because it makes it better when he turns around and blesses us with something greater. If you can appreciate where you are now. You're showing him that you're ready for the blessing that he has in store for you. Let's go to Deuteronomy 3. Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy. For those who tune in, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. Our subject matter today is the battle is not yours. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't, don't stress out about it. Just do what you are supposed to do. Don't let nobody take you to the level that they're on, brothers and sisters. Because the moment that they take you on the level that they're on, you've lost. You told God that I don't have faith in you. I don't believe that you're going to work this out in my favor, so i got to take this into my own hands. That's what you're saying. Deuteronomy 3, verse 22. De Deuteronomy 3 and 22. Go ahead, my brother. You shall not fear them, for the, the for the Lord your God, He shall fight for you. So, and I besought and I besought wait. the Lord. I'm sorry, brother. No, no, no. So basically, brothers and sisters, he was talking to the children of Israel, just to set things up a little bit. He was talking to Joshua, and he was about to get Joshua uh, a, a mission. And he said, don't fear. Because, see, I'm going to fight for you. Now, although this is a physical war that's taking place, let's talk about the spiritual war that we've been talking about all night. We got scripture upon scripture upon scripture where the Lord is saying, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight your battle. The only thing that I require in return for fighting for you is your faith in me. And your faith in me is just not based off of knowing the name of my son, Jesus. 
or knowing me by my name Jehovah or, or knowing me by any other names that I've been referred to. Yeah, you know the name, but faith is backed by action, brothers and sisters. We all know how to talk good, and we all know the right words to say. But your faith got to be backed up by your actions. And when you can show me through your actions that you have faith in me and that you believe in me, I will fight your battles for you. You ain't got to worry about it. Because the next time that you look at that person that have done something wrong to you, you're going to ask yourself the question, why did I even deal with them in the first place? The person that they left me for, then turned around and left them. That's what you call karma, brothers and sisters. God will fight all of your battles. Just, just be smooth. Just hold on. And when you see the situation unfold, all you got to do is smile and say, Lord, I thank you for removing me from this situation. Turn your books to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. See, brothers and sisters, we pray for peace. And we pray for healing. And we pray for a drama-free, a stress-free life. But have you ever considered that one of the people in your circle may be causing the drama, may be causing the stress, may be preventing you from having a peaceful life? So again, you pray to God for those things. So then why do you get upset when he removes those people from you in order for you to have what you have asked him for? You see how that works? Well, why he do that to me? Why she do that to me? Why would they do that to me? Because you was a fool and something drastic had to happen to you? in order for you to finally let go because you wasn't going to let go unless that person did that thing to you? So God set it up that way because you prayed to him and you asked him for a peaceful life, to be drama-free, to be stress-free, remove my enemies from me, and little did you know that that one person that you was close to was actually your enemy. And when you prayed to God and asked him to remove your enemies from you, he removed the person whom you thought was your friend. And now you're upset because you're not with this person no more or down with this person no more. When God did exactly what you asked him to do, he removed them from you. But now you're telling God that ain't good enough. Let's go ahead and continue. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. For the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. So, brothers and sisters, Brother Joe, read that one more time. It said the Lord is what? He's what? Faithful. The Lord is faithful to you, and he's faithful to us, brothers and sisters. And all he requires of us is to have faith in him the size of a mustard seed. That's all he requires of us. Just have a little bit of faith. I got faith in you. All I want you to do is just have a little 
bit of faith in me. Just a little bit. Verse 4, Brother Joe, 2 Thessalonians 3 and 4. And we have confidence in the Lord teaching you. Touching you. you. Go ahead. Sorry, touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you. Continue, my brother, at verse uh, 5. And the Lord directs your heart into the love of God and into the into the path waiting for Christ. So it says he's directing directing your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Now here's the hook, line, and sinker right here, brothers and sisters. Let's see a commandment, a commandment that that let's see if we follow this. Thessalonians three and six. Go ahead. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. So, brothers and sisters, when it comes to those friends that we know are into a lot of things that we know are not right, you got to do drive-bys, brothers and sisters. Hey, what's up, family? How y'all doing? All right, cool. I'm going to get with y'all a little bit later. We can't go around people with that type of spirit, brothers and sisters. Because, see, we go around people with that type of spirit, and guess what? That spirit in them begins to rub off on us. Now, if we've been around these people, if we've been talking to these people, we've been showing these people that, hey, look, I'm a good dude and that wasn't enough to make them begin to change, and they've stayed the same, and you say, you know what, I ain't going to mess with this cat no more. Time didn't pass. Those people have resurfaced again. You go back around those same people, and they're on the same exact thing. Because there's a spirit inside of them that's disorderly, brothers and sisters. And if you continue to hang around those people, those things are going to rub off on you. You ever notice that when you're around some people, you curse? Did you ever notice that? When you're around some people, you curse? And when, and, and when you're around some other people, you talk about positive things? Did you ever notice that? It's the spirit, brothers and sisters. So you got to be careful in which the crowd that you hang around, you got to be careful uh, around the crowd that you hang around. Let's go ahead and go further. Um, let's go ahead and go to the book of Ephesians. We've got a couple of more scriptures, brothers and sisters, and then we're going to um, close. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, let's go to the book of Ephesians. Um, we're going to show you the scripture. Please take the scripture down, brothers and sisters. These are the things that you're going to need in order to... Protect yourself from the from the spirit of Satan that will come to you in all shapes and forms, brothers and sisters. This is what you're going to need to protect yourself from Satan who comes in all shapes and forms. Ephesians 6, and let's go ahead at verse 11 and 12. Put on the whole armor of God. 
ye may be able to stand against the wells of the wiles of the devil. So you got to put on the whole armor of God. What are you talking about, God? What are you talking about armor? Are we back in the 1400s where they had armor on, where they had breastplates on? What are you talking about putting on the whole armor of God? Explain to me what you mean, God. Verse 12. Let's go, brother. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, power against the ruler of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Stop right there. Stop right there, brother. Satan is the ruler of the darkness of what world? Against wickedness. Of this world, right? So wait a minute. Satan is the ruler of this world. We just read it. Satan is the ruler of this world. That's why we got a whole lesson that the book of John 3.15 is not talking about for God to love this world because it says that this is Satan's world. God can't love something that is ruled by Satan. It says for God to love the world. And what world was it talking about that God loved? The world that Jesus spoke about in the Lord's Prayer when he said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. When that kingdom come, that's going to be the beginning of God's world. A world is made up of kingdom, government, and systems. This is God's earth, but what's on this earth currently is Satan's world. So again, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, Brother Joe, Ephesians 6 and 13. Wherefore it takes unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. That's the second time in this chapter we read about the armor of God. Now, Brother Joe, please explain to me what this armor of God is. Let's go ahead at verse 14. Stand. Therefore, having your loins grits about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So, this is not physical armor, brothers and sisters. It says, having your loins girded with truth. Where do you get truth from? This book right here, brothers and sisters. That's where you get the truth from. It said, and a breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is an act, is an action word, brothers and sisters. Your actions determine whether or not you are righteous. Let's go ahead to verse 15. And your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. You got the gospel of peace. You're still getting back to this book, brothers and sisters, which contains the gospel of peace. That's why you got to know what's in this book. That's why we give you scriptures each and every Tuesday on this show because we are preparing you to arm yourself with the armor of God, which is in this book. But if you just watch this show and you don't take down notes, brothers and sisters, then you 
don't know how to arm yourself with the armor of God. We're giving you the scriptures so that you can arm yourself. Let's go ahead and at verse 16. <clears throat> Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of, of the wicked. So here it is. Not talking about a physical shield. It's talking about faith, brothers and sisters, the shield of faith. Because, see, when you have faith, it doesn't matter who approaches you. It don't matter who tries to send you off. When you have faith, brothers and sisters, you are an object that cannot be moved off the square that God wants you to be on. Let's go ahead and end this uh, at verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of, of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You're going back to the word, brothers and sisters. How many times do we go to church? And the choir sings 10 different songs. And then we get a preacher up there that takes two verses, two words out of a verse, or two verses, and then gives you a life lesson based on those two verses. Well, you're not really learning the word of God. You're being inspired, brothers and sisters, by two verses about a life lesson, a motivational speech, which is cool. But a motivational speech is not going to last longer than knowing what's written in this book. That's why we urge you to please write down these scriptures. Even if you're looking at this show now and you haven't written down scriptures, you can go back and watch the video and write down the scriptures for yourself. Give it a title. The battle is not yours. And then write down all the scriptures. Then you know what you have done? You have just prepared yourself a lesson. And God may be working on you to teach, brothers and sisters. You never know. A couple of more scriptures left. Psalms 91. Psalms 91, 1 through 4. Psalms 91, 1 through 4. If you just tuned in, the title and the topic of this show is The Battle Is Not Yours. Psalms 91, 1 through 4. Go ahead, Brother Joe. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Do we really trust God? We're going back to faith. See, faith and trust is synonymous with one another when it comes to the Lord. Do we really trust God? And have faith in him to know that he's going to work out our situation. That he's taking you through what you're going through because he needs to show you something. He needs you to see something. Maybe we're not humble enough. Maybe there's some things that we've done in our past that we got to make correction for, brothers and sisters. Maybe he needs to take you through this in order for you to become a weapon for him. Remember the story of Paul? Paul was one of the biggest persecutors of the Jews. 
And then God had to blind him on the road to Damascus. And then turn that man around, who, who was a persecutor of the Jews, to become a teacher, brothers and sisters, of the Gentiles. God will use you. But he got to break you first. He got to strip you. He got to take everything away from you that you thought was valuable. And then build you back up again with his word. First, he has to surround you with people who knows his word. And then begin the process of building you up, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead at verse um, 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from snare of flock and from the noises of pestilence. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall you thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield. And buckler. We keep going back to his truth. We keep going back to his word, brothers and sisters. So see, you have to know his word in order to establish what truth is. And you got to know the truth in order to fall in obedience with mindset. It all goes back to the same thing. We got three more scriptures left, brothers and sisters. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. Tonight's topic is the battle is not yours. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Go ahead, Brother Joe. So when this corruptible shall have put an incorruption of this moral shall have put immortality, then shall be brought to pass. Okay, let's go, to 50, let's go to 57. But thanks be God, which giveth us victory through your Lord Jesus Christ. Continue. Therefore, my... Sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. Continue. Therefore, my beloved brethren, by ye steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. For, for much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, it's not in vain. Your patience is not in vain. Your faith in the Lord is not in vain. It says, be steadfast, brothers and sisters, unmovable. That's one thing I do love about my mom, although I don't agree with a lot of what the Jehovah Witnesses think, she's unmovable in, in, in her faith and what she believes. And that's the way we should be too, brothers and sisters, steadfast and unmovable. Shouldn't nobody be able to come and knock us off our square because they didn't got us upset. They didn't got us angry. We got more of the problem than they do, brothers and sisters, because there's something about us that needs to be fixed and something about us that needs to be worked on. Two more places, brothers and sisters, two more places, and they're both in the book of Romans. Um, Romans 12. And call in, brothers and sisters. We want to hear from you tonight. The number is right above this video. Call in. We want to hear from you tonight as to what you thought about tonight's show. Romans 12. 21. And 21. Go ahead, my brother. 12 and 21. Romans 12 and 21. 
Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I love this scripture so much that I want to read a little bit more, brothers and sisters. I want to read a little bit more. Um, let's start at verse 15, uh, 16. Start at verse 16, Romans 12 and 16. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mm-hmm. Mind not high things, but condensed to men of lower state. Be not wise in your own conceits. Uh, verse 17. Verse 17, I'm sorry, brother. Recompense. Recompense to man, evil. For evil, provide. Uh, wait, wait a minute! You missed the word there. Recompense. Go ahead. Recompense to no man. No man. Evil. There you go. Yeah. Evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Okay. If it be possible, as much as lit in you, live peaceably with all men. Mm-hmm. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But here's the thing. Can you do this, brothers and sisters? Verse 20. Can you do this? Verse 20, brother. Therefore, if thy enemy hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Don't you know that when somebody then burnt the bridge with you and they got to come back across that same bridge? I've had it happen several times, brothers and sisters, that people have talked bad about me, have smeared my name and assassinated my character on social media and had to come right back to me a couple of years later. And ask me for my help. And you know what I did? I helped them. Because I never had the problem with them. They had the problem with me. So understanding God and understanding spirit and understanding nature, brothers and sisters, I wasn't going to return evil for evil and do to them what they had once did to me. Because they were in a position where I could kick them when they was down. But you know what? It didn't hurt me to help them. I passed on my resources. I sent them in the direction that they were asking me to go in. And I did my job. Your example, brothers and sisters, your actions is what determines whether you are righteous or not. Last verse, Joe, Romans 8 and 31. Last verse, brothers and sisters, Romans 8 and 31. Last scripture, 8 and 31. Romans 8 and 31. Go ahead, what, shall, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So, brothers and sisters, you can read this whole thing in your own um, time, brothers and sisters. But I just wanted to close with that. 
if God be for us, then who can be against us? It doesn't matter, brothers and sisters, how tall they are. It doesn't matter how much money they have. It doesn't matter how much resources they have, brothers and sisters. If God is for us, then who can be against us? And the answer to that question is, no one can be against us who will be successful at it. Brothers and sisters, the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord. We thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I pray that you were edified and that God was glorified. And if I said anything that was in error, I pray that God forgive me for that. And I'm open for correction on anything that I may have misspoke, brothers and sisters. But I thank you for tuning in. Share this video. We're live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. here on the POET Network. You can find us on YouTube. Also, under the Bible Show Truth Hour, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Facebook Live, our Facebook group page, uh, the Truth Hour Bible Show or the Bible Show Truth Hour. Subscribe to our um, our Facebook page. Now, let me give you that exact. It's the Truth Hour Bible Show page. That's what it is. The Truth Hour Bible Show page. So if you're watching this video, you can subscribe to this page or like the page. Um, it's right up there at the top. If you want to be added to our text message reminders before we go live on air, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312 719-7310. Again, text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. We're going to go ahead into our call lines. We're going to go ahead and end our YouTube recording, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.